Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com. And click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I'd like to talk about AGL. It's an interesting company on our market in the utility sector. Now, of recent times, um, AGL, or the government and um, Chinese-owned Alinta, uh, I think it's a company called Chow Tai Fook Enterprises and Alinta Energy um, attempted to acquire one of the um, the assets that are owned by AGL, which is the Little Power Station. Now, the Little Power Station is already it's already part of a plan that Alinta that AGL sorry have put together to they're they're planning on closing that plant down in 2022. Now, the government was lobbying them to sell the Little Power Station, um, the assets and the site for $250 million. Um, however, AGL, um, after extensive review with an external par- party, have, have decided not to accept the offer from the Chinese-owned um, Alinta for $250 million. Now, this power station is a coal-fired power station in New South Wales. If we think back um, to the 90s, the government sold off many assets and over the years they've been working towards a program of selling off energy assets and in New South Wales it was particularly debated um, over the past, I think it was 2014 when um, AGL bought Little. Now AGL actually have a plan to replace the the power generation from Little um, coal-fired power station with alternative energy supplies. But apparently, according to the government, they've only committed um, to some of the projects that would be needed to replace the, the power that this coal-fired power station's generating. So that's why the Turnbull government have been lobbying for AGL to accept this deal and keep this power plant open beyond 2022. They're talking about leaving it running until 2025 when um, Snowy Hydro 2 comes online. But um, apparently the government had done a model that said that the power station only needed to be open to around 2023 based on everything that was being progressed or planned for for replacement. And I just look at it, the whole situation and, and I think, well, okay, the government over the decades have made decisions to privatise certain assets and then we wonder why prices continue to rise. Well, it's a public company that is being... It's on the stock exchange, so therefore it's responsible to shareholders and therefore it's going to make decisions that are in the best interest of the company and the shareholders particularly. So for the government to um, subsequently try to slap um, AGL with demands as to what they will do with the little power station, I find quite bizarre. It reminds me of when um, WA got into trouble when the GFC hit and the the mining companies, uh, well, we went through the mining slump. And I remember hearing that WA was awash with cash through the mining boom. 
And yet, when the mining slump hit, we find out that, and the, and the state was in trouble, we find out that the royalties that the state was receiving from these mining companies hadn't been raised for decades. And I just find that quite bizarre that the government doesn't have this have enough of a forward plan to put um, these sorts of uh, measures in place to make sure that appropriate um, fees or charges or regulation is is put underway. The government can't come back later and um, force AGL to do anything. Um, and in, and subsequently to all of this, of course, AGL has knocked back the offer and has is proceeding with its plan. Now, since um, all of this came out, AGL's share price has come back. And it's interesting because the analysis on this chart indicated that it would actually turn at around the time that it did. And there's it's been... It's fallen quite significantly, but this is a really interesting stock to study if you're um, looking for a share for your watch list. So I'd suggest that you, particularly for our students, if you're doing your analysis, have a look at the, the monthly chart. Of course, always that's the process to follow, big picture time frame first, and then looking at your weekly chart of uh, following that. But you just you'll notice that um, since the all-time high that occurred just in April 2017, that the stock has fallen to an important level. Now, it traded almost, as I said, um, in April 2017 to a high of $28.50 approximately. Now, since then, it's actually fallen close to 30%. So there's going to be a point at which this stock will turn around again and um, there's some um, simple analysis that we use in Module 4 and 5 of the Diploma. There's some really important analysis, price analysis and pattern analysis that you can employ on this chart and put into practice. So any of our students listening, um, I'd encourage you to have a good look at the analysis, but you you really need to do your, your back. Um, background analysis on it because it is a challenging stock. It can be quite volatile at times. It's not for everybody's portfolio. Um, it depends on what your level of experience and knowledge is. And this is not a stock to buy and hold. It has done quite well over the long term, but if you look at what happened from the high in January 2007, the stock traded sideways for pretty much um, about eight years. So it went nowhere. It actually fell really strongly in looking back from that 2007 high. We'll just have a look at how I'm looking at a chart here. A 44% decline. So it can be quite volatile at times. And as I said, it can trade sideways for long periods at a time and not make any money. So it's not a stock that I think um, is suitable for buy and hold. It's a stock that needs to be traded. But when you when you get a good run on the stock, it can go up for quite a few years. So, for instance, there was a run from June 2001, um, and this stock traded all the way up um, to the high in 2007. So that's roughly um, six or seven years up we've seen on the stock. And then we saw another rise into the recent high, um, as I mentioned before. But most of the rise actually start didn't start until 2014, which is interesting because that's around the time when uh, AGL bought Little, I think. 
So that's uh, roughly, it's almost three years, two and a half years that would have been rising for, uh, and quite strongly. And the degree of the rise that we've seen in this run from the low in 2014 to the high was about 125%. The run from the low in 2001 is about 240%. So in terms of the the range, um, there's a possibility that it has further to go. Now, the risk with this stock is the volatility, of course, because in any one week, and I'll just give you an example of what it had done, it fell about 8% from the open to the close, and this was in just in February, so it's not uh, long gone. Uh, but it does have moves like that over time where it will work in those ranges. Over one week it could tr- trade um, that sort of degree. So you've got to really be, you've got to really know the stock before you choose it for your portfolio and is that the type of stock that you want to, to have in your portfolio and have a good strategy to manage it. So that's the important thing when you're purchasing a stock is to, to know exactly how you're going to get in and how you're going to get out of the share um, if it goes the other way. So look, I think AGL is an interesting one, and I'm really quite pleased that it hasn't um, bent to pressure from lobby groups or the government, and it'll be interesting to see what actually happens when we get to 2022, whether um, the, the scaremongering that is currently going on in terms of what will happen to power prices going up as a result of... Um, AGL closing little down in 2022 rather than leaving it open to 2025 when the snowy hydro comes online. So, um, But, of course, AGL has a commercial decision to make here um, and it's got to be in the best interest of shareholders. So that's exactly what AGL, um, the AGL board has decided to do. I hope you've enjoyed my discussion on AGL today. Happy trading. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.